0: You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. On this week's episode, fantasy fans have companions. Crooked in the UK, ABC ain't going nowhere. The Tudor in Broken Hill. Spotify's huge subscriber numbers and open source and AI power and podcasting. Okay, stocks. So, House of Dragon wrapped up this week and Rings of Power last week. Uh, whether you're into fantasy or not, it's really interesting to see how the networks that create these shows um, are creating ecosystems around the shows themselves in the form of podcasts and recaps and whatnot.
1: Super interesting, yeah. Um, I guess there's been two different organizations. One's HBO and the other is Amazon. Amazon has podcasting entities like Wondery. They also have a platform in, through Amazon. Correct, Amazon Music. And HBO was an initial investor in the Ringer, but I think that doesn't really apply anymore because they used to run a podcast companion podcast with the ringer and now they've taken jason concepcion who has now moved over to crooked media and is famous for his x-ray vision podcast and his nba podcast take line and then greta johnson who's from the podcast nerd ed are doing a podcast for hbo it's been a really interesting setup. They released three episodes prior to the series, including an interview with Lord Master, Grand Maester of yeah, yeah. all things Game of Thrones, uh, George R.R. R. Martin. Very rare interview, I guess, wow. to get him on there. Yeah. So they did three to sort of whet your appetite on the way in. And then each week they were doing a companion podcast. Obviously, they'd seen everything before and they'd talk about the episode recap it, and then have an interview of the key member of cast or crew. So, they had the showrunners, they had directors, they had key talent. And apparently, this is going to continue running next week, week after, even though the series is finished, they're going to keep running it indefinitely. So, they're going to take control of the off-season. Absolutely. And it could be a 12 to 18-month off-season. There's no confirmed date for House of Dragon to come back. It is still in the writing room at this point. Yeah. So, that is definitely not a confirmed comeback. But look, I guess the idea is to build engagement and community around content. And it's interesting, HBO is taking this on themselves. Apparently, it reached the top of Apple's US podcast charts and was number one in a couple other countries as well. So, people are getting around the content. People are still getting around Game of Thrones. On the flip side, what Wondery has done with the Ring of Power and Wondery is owned by Amazon just to qualify, uh, they didn't release any apps until after the series finale. They wanted the series to speak for itself.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, that's really interesting. I mean, first of all, having the actual author of the original books, George R. R. Martin, available to talk to you know, this podcast show and having essentially that exclusivity due to the broadcasting deals and whatever have you with the book is an incredible advantage for those podcasts. Plus having access to the show before anyone else sees it. So if you're doing a reaction podcast and you're just like a you or me, we've got to wait like everyone else for this show to come out. These guys can develop narratives around the show, whatever they want to do for weeks, months beforehand. And so when the show actually does come up, they're instantly there. The first ones you'll see probably the most trusted I mean, it's a hell of an advantage for sure.
1: Absolutely. And they've taken two very high-profile podcasters, so they know they're dragging their audience in. Jason Concepcion still does a long Ask the Maester bit and a full recap on his uh, X-Ray Vision podcast, mm. which he releases, I think, Thursday or Friday of each week. So, he is considered one of the preeminent, I guess, Game of Thrones whisperers. Yeah. So, they're really hijacking a lot of his audience by doing it. And then the idea of the Greta Johnson angle is that she is into it but she's never read the books and so she's okay. coming at it so they make it quite approachable and broad yeah i mean i guess there's no way you're going to talk to tolkien right unless it's by no, a, just by a sales or it's Ouija board really difficult
0: um. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean there's no shortage of lore around these properties these books um and the shows as well and it's definitely a passionate community so mm. i mean you know it's it's like the broadcast tv networks you know they want to have sport because it's it's live it's kind of something that goes up it's event and you know there's People just talk about it non-stop around. Whereas you know, outside of the sporting community, there is the fantasy community. There are the people who mm. are into these books who are deeply passionate and will watch these things religiously the second that they go up. So it is that event kind of TV. Mm. You know that if you've got something that's going to support it, it's going to be there ready to go. I mean, it's a bit of a no-brainer, really.
1: Yeah, you've got to say House of Dragon or Game of Thrones, the universe is the top piece of IP for HBO. Yeah. Um, and the number two thing they've got is Succession. And Secession's not coming out till, I believe, this time next year. And the big tease they were running to promote on the back of the finale of House of Dragon was the next season of Secession. So, they don't have much coming in between. Yeah, wow. So, this is key IP for them to promote. So, it makes sense for them to go all in. So what do you think of the Ring of Power strategy of not releasing any podcast companionship until after the series? I think it's really weird, if I'm honest.
0: Like, whether or not they were just, you know, they hadn't sort of given this thing the green light for season two, maybe it was a bit more of a kind of gamble to see how it works, but it's not like a small budget show where they might just put it out and see if it can sort of speak for itself. This is a huge investment that they've made in this show, like fucking billions of dollars. It's
1: the the biggest, yeah, it's the biggest investment anyone's made in a TV show.
0: So... It's bizarre to me that they don't try and sort of, you know, promote the discourse around it as much as possible. Maybe they were just a bit unsure about how it's going to come together. And having watched the show, you know, I think it, it was a little bit sort of slower in the earlier episodes while you're trying to get introduced to all of these kind of new characters and everything, or certainly new from a, just a, a watcher's point of view. So, you know, it seemed to hit its strides a bit later in the season. Maybe they were just a bit worried about, you know, people potentially critiquing it. But if you're mm. owning the channels, like this is essentially state-run media for these networks. So, you know, they can put out whatever sort of favorable content they want around this thing. They're gonna, there's going to be a voice around it. Why not try and own that voice and be the first to market?
1: Yeah, it feels like a missed opportunity. The other thing they've done is they've only made it available on Amazon Music, the Wondery app, and Audible. So, it's not going out to the whole world. Again, feels like they're restricting the audience. But the interesting thing, and this is the unprecedented thing, is the primo promotion they've done, which is they put a title card at the start of each episode, pushing you to the podcast. Right. This is kind of unprecedented. Yeah. And it's something that we're working on a podcast with Netflix right now around some upcoming Australian IP that they're creating. And we sort of flagged this and went, Hey, Yeah, this got to hey, be central to your strategy. Could you do this with us? But this is only appearing now that the series is over. They've gone back in, re uploaded the episodes, it. yeah, and retrofitted it. This it's weird. Weird. I mean, you've got Wondery who are very good at this. They've done many recap podcasts in their time.
0: Yeah. And if you're trying to sort of promote these platforms as well, I mean, you know, while this show's going on, it's got millions of viewers and, you know, you can automatically drive people into your service. I mean, it just, yeah, it's it's strange. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Frantically downloading the... Amazon Music app, yeah, not.
0: But look, you know, speaking of the outsiders, and, and you talk about Jason Concepcion, he came from The Ringer. I mean, there's obviously you know a multitude of recap podcasts out there as well that aren't you know run by the networks. The Ringer has made sort of big uh, players into this kind of space with their Ringerverse channel, and it it focuses on all things kind of you know Marvel fantasy nerd culture if you want to call it that well you just did i just did so there we go (laughs) apologies for anyone who's offended by that but i think i i identify as part of that culture so i'm within my rights but they've filled the gap with uh, that was left with by Jason Concepcion a very large gap. And with the House of the Dragon, they've got two shows that they essentially run off this. Uh, one is Talk the Thrones, which is with Chris Ryan, uh, Mallory Rubin, and Joanna Robinson. So Mallory used to do the show with Jason. Chris Ryan comes on. He's a bit of a more of a lay person in terms of you know what goes on in the whole
1: extended universe. Yeah, non book reader, I think.
0: That's yeah. right. And so he does his his recap of the
1: show, which you know is an art form in and of itself. So he runs through the events of the episode and it's sensational pop culture references everywhere yeah just
0: tying everything into everything you might be interested in if you're someone like you or i and then essentially mal and joe give their extended understanding of the of the whole universe and and bring that expertise into it and sort of fill in the gaps and knowledge and what they try to do is not kind of talk too much about things that are going to happen in the future because they know, having read books and, and whatever, what's going to be coming up, they try to sort of speak to what's happened and, and anything that might not have been missed or anything that differs from the book as, as well. They just kind of fill in those gaps and why they made it. might have made certain decisions based on a, a kind of visual storytelling point of view rather than you know the books where you've got multitudes of pages.
1: Yeah, they do the same thing for The Ring of Power. It feels like the format you've just explained and outlined The Ringer does is... Really, I mean, we do sound very ring appealed here, yeah. But I think what they're doing is pretty much the model of what Wondery should have done yeah. and Amazon should have done, because th- those podcasts are also exclusive to Spotify. Yeah. So if you can have the exclusivity, but just have this content ready to go, totally.
0: And then yeah. they do the deep dive a couple of days later. So they sit there and they properly absorb everything that's happened, and they drop these like two hour plus. Deep
1: dives on each episode. I saw that. So, I didn't I couldn't get through it, but I did see it and went, Woo! That's <laughs> a lot of content.
0: I've been watching the show by myself. My wife is pregnant at the moment. There's a few things that happen in the show that it's a bit like oh. oh a bit difficult if you're in that sort of situation. So I've taken this one on by myself. But it's good, you know, to have that conversation that you can have with someone. Albeit just listening, but you're still you're still engaged and you're still sort of finding out more about it. I'm I'm deeply absorbing a lot of this stuff. Oh, well, at the maybe a quick brewski and we'll have a chat after,
1: for sure. Onto real life Game of Thrones, Crooked Media, who are infamous for podcasts like Pod Save America have decided to launch Pod Save the UK in early 2023, their first expansion out of US politics to cover what should be a juicy run into the next UK election.
0: Yeah, well, certainly the last 12 months have given us plenty to talk about in-, in well, the Last 45 politics. days. Absolutely. <laughs> I think even at the sort of time of this announcement, you know, Liz Truss was still the Prime Minister, which has obviously changed now, but- yeah, Nish Kumar, who's going to be running the show over there, critically acclaimed British comic and TV host. I mean, there's going to be no
1: shortage of information and, and things to talk about over the next you know, 12 months and beyond over there. Absolutely. I think Crooked Media have built a really nice voice and audience outside of the US. And if you just basically replicate what you're doing with Pod Save America in the UK in terms of format, but have authentic and humorous UK hosts, mm-hmm. I don't see how it can go wrong. We'll watch that space then. Uh, The ABC has released its annual report for 2022, Uh, and we won't go through it in infinite detail because it's covering everything the ABC does, but basically, strategy-wise, the ABC in the last 12 months went from, with podcasting, they went away from some of the narrative stuff like the Finding Drago series, which we've talked about with Cam James and Alexi Toliopoulos, and they went focus on news, and they've released some pretty cool news formats, uh, some which i really do go to in terms of their ABC News Daily. Uh I think that's a fantastic podcast and it's it's really clever because it leans on the talent you have with the ABC um, subject matter stuff. So, after the budget, I thought, I'm going there. They've done a 10-minute bit on this. That's actually where I want to go. Yeah, absolutely. So, it seems to have paid off. They have got to 33 million downloads per month for podcasts, which is up 22% year-on-year. And the news show has got the highest increase, 50% year-on-year. So, yes, that ABC News Daily podcast we just referenced achieved 46% higher downloads than its predecessor, The Signal. And I think they've just got it right. On the other side, long-form interview podcast conversations, which is an absolute beast of a podcast, it still remains number one, but it's had an 8% drop. Yeah, wow. So, so it seems like ABC's got it right in terms of their podcast strategy. Well, I know ABC News Daily is certainly habitual listening for
0: us on the car on the way to work and what have you. So, yeah, I think they're doing great things over there. And as you said, leaning on the talent they have available throughout the ABC to contextualize whatever news is happening at
1: the moment is, is just a really interesting way of doing it. Yeah, and going back to your remit, which is you're the public broadcaster.
0: All right. It's time to ring your own bell a little bit, Stocks. Let's talk about this one. You and the Batuta boys took a trip out to Broken Hill.
1: Yeah, we went out to Broken Hill as guests of Broken Hill Council and we ran a workshop to train youth podcasters. I think we've been involved in a few things like the Spotify Sound Up Mm -hmm. and a few other things like that and where you're trying to help, I guess, regional indigenous groups learn how to podcast and just give them some more skills find talent nurture talent but this always involves bringing them to you yeah and you bring them to the city and there's just a lot to process and I've always been a big belief in all the sort of charity work I've done with MIBBA, the charity I work with. It's, it's got out to them, yeah, and people appreciate it more. But also, you're taking, you're not taking people out of their environment.
0: That's right. Yeah. They're in their comfort zone. It's a bit easier to sort of absorb the message that you're trying to give rather than like compete with. Okay, now I'm in this new space. I'm doing all these kind of things that are going to take away what's central of what you're trying to deliver.
1: Yeah, and it was a wonderful experience. Uh, so rewarding. So good to hear these intelligent, wise talented voices of people and you don't have to go up in the big smoke to even talk about taylor swift's new album or do a music podcast but also there's unique stories like there's a podcast that you might find interesting it's about birthing in the bush so we've got a former nurse who's decided she wants to do a podcast about the experience of birthing outside of the cities yeah, and brilliant. what that's like and it i think that's gonna be a brilliant podcast so look we really enjoyed the trip and felt honored to be able to go there and Just everyone was so talented. Broken Hill is an amazing town if you haven't been there. A real eye-opener in terms of I guess I haven't travelled much around Australia in the last couple of years. Yep. And as soon as the borders opened, I went overseas and just kind of forgot about how cool this country is. Yeah. Yeah. So, really, really, really rewarding trip and hopefully some cool content comes out of it. Awesome. Well, that's good stuff, man. Hey, look, we haven't spoken about Spotify yet. Almost
0: inconceivable that that could have happened so far, but yeah, here we are. Big news overnight? Yeah, so I mean, everyone's releasing results at the moment, and Spotify, no different. Um, One thing that they have focused on, obviously, is they've hit 195 million paid subscribers. Uh, They've got a further 273 million free subscribers. That's a lot of people. (laughs) A lot of people. I mean, what they're doing is working. Now... This started as a music platform. They've moved into podcasting. We talk about this ad nauseum. But one thing that's interesting is the share price has dropped a bit. And one of the reasons they attribute that to is the rise of music costs, you know, licensing costs, etc., that they have to pay to have this music on their platform. This is holding their bottom line a bit more, but also explains their move into podcasting and, and having a, a much deeper focus in that because the same costs don't exist for podcasts. So essentially, you know, if they're going to be creating original content, or whatever, they become the
1: owners. Yeah, and that comes back to- to the IP conversations we've had in the last couple of weeks is they're going in and they work with a podcaster if they develop the show as an original, they own the IP. Yeah. So they can continue the show and boot the talent if they like. That's right. And there's no shortage of shows up there. There's
0: they've reported that there's four point seven million podcasts, which is actually up from four point four million the last quarter. So it's increasing a lot. Three hundred
1: thousand um, podcasts.
0: Yeah, in a short amount of time. So everyone's out there doing it. Wow! But they're still trimming the fat and redistributing their funds into to proven performers. So mm. you know their strategies aren't complete and they're not mm. finite in any way. You know, as you were saying with the ABC earlier, uh, they're sort of working out what they want to do with the longer form stuff or the deeply kind of uh, produced narrative podcasts and moving into these proven entities that are either you know headed up by some flagpole talent or there are. To the point of like Game of Thrones and, and Rings of Power, it's kind of recaps or it's talking about pop culture and it's much more discussion of the moment that can be listened to kind of around that time and, and may not necessarily be evergreen, but as long as the content's around, you know, people will find that show to, to talk about whatever way they want to.
1: Yeah, look, some of these less sexy acquisitions they've made over the last couple of years, things like buying Megaphone, mm-hmm. uh, they, this is actually coming home and paying off because, I mean, the podcast we did three and a half years ago for them. We had to sign over that we'd voice ads and do things like that. We've never had to voice an ad. They right. had no ad sales team. They now have an ad sales team. They have an ad sales platform. Uh, you can go on Megaphone if you have a podcast. It's an option as opposed to going on, say, an Acast, an ARN, uh, iHeart, wherever you want to go. Uh-huh. So, this does exist now. And they've got, if you listen to any Spotify exclusives, you see that they are filled with ads. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, there's ad slots now that are getting filled. A lot of it's programmatic, but some of it is actually real ad campaign. Campaigns, host Red stuff. Yep. Even you have got Rogan doing host Red ads and things like that. So they've gone also from a zero income, only overhead line, which has been this podcast acquisitions of talent and producing shows, to now having that going against a strong revenue line, which is probably only going to grow. Yeah, and
0: exciting for creators as well.
1: I mean, it gives them an opportunity to monetize their
0: podcast if they've got the audience.
1: Yeah, and it means that, again, what we're talking about is podcasting become a real business there where you're going to have to put revenue against cost. Mm-hmm. They're not just doing these splashy things that have no consequence. They have to really make the business case. Can we sell the ads for yeah. this show? So, it's all growing up. Okay, one more Spotify thing. Spotify is having a bit of a crack at Apple over audiobooks. Uh, This comes down to Apple's advantage of the seamless purchase that you got through iOS. So, everyone's got this problem. Uh, Audible deals with it. Anyone who's got an app has to deal with this. And it's iOS's ability to restrict other companies and apps on the iPhone from having that seamless payment experience, purchase experience, or they'll take 30% clip on any in-app purchases. This has just been released that this is actually also impacting things like YouTube monetization because YouTube has now become the whole place for video for google so they got rid of google movie google tv so if you want to buy a series of a tv show or a film on google now it's through youtube but if you're doing that on your iphone then there's a world where that's now going back through and 30 percent's got to go out the door so youtube search ability is even down on iphones because of this or worldwide because of this I mean, it's Spotify having a bit of a whinge, but they have been in European courts on this for four years. Yeah. Um, But this is just the advantage of having this Apple ecosystem.
0: I've actually got a a little uh, Apple speaker at home that refuses to play Spotify, which is really quite annoying. If voice activated thing, which I thought it would do, but yeah. So, hopefully, they're able to you know, come to some sort of agreement that can certainly benefit
1: me. Totally. Look, I got off Apple Music. It's one of those Apple Homes, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got off Apple Music a few years ago when we started working with Spotify. I went, look, let's go. I'm just going to go to Spotify app instead of the Apple stuff. Uh-huh. But... It's basically become a, what time is it in the morning? It's a speaking clock, my Apple home. Yeah, (laughs) because it will not play Spotify. What a joke. Getting the absolute most out of it. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of fun. Uh, The Halifax-based satire podcast, that's Halifax Canada, uh, called canadian politics is boring is releasing a special episode on audio cassette the episode titled an incomplete history of the hudson bay company will only exist as 50 cassettes that is cassettes that can only be played on retro devices this is a one-off episode it's 48 minutes long there's a side a a side b and they're planning to delete all digital versions once it's released is this amazing. cool or is this cringe? Man? I don't know. I don't know what this is, but
0: it's certainly something. I mean, it's pretty interesting. Like, there's a whole bunch of kids, kids, people I used to work with, and things like this. You know, you'd see them starting to bring out their old cameras and their old, you know, whatever. So, are cassettes and Walkmans going to be coming back in soon. I can't even remember if I've got a few lying around the place anywhere, but maybe I can start to make some money. And certainly from the people from Canadian politics is boring. If they want to listen to these shows, look us up. I'll sell you a Walkman.
1: I get vinyl coming back cuz vinyl's cool in terms of it's a good looking product but you've got big album art and yeah. the album art's very cool. Yeah. The actual vinyl shorts it's got some fidelity issues but it's it's good. Cassettes were shit. I was around for cassettes. <laughs> they were shit. They get damaged, they loop, they as you use them they it gets worse and worse more, and worse. More warped. Yeah, look, I mean this is very Canadian, isn't it? You know, we're talking about it so mission accomplished, I guess. Totally, totally. Okay, so there's a
0: podcast platform out there called Pocket Cast. Um, and they've recently released its mobile client under an open source license so essentially like anyone who's on the internet outside of you know Apple and, and some big properties like this a, lo- a lot of enhancements in products has been made through open source technology so this is essentially saying okay we're not going to restrict our code we're going to put this out to the community and through you know platforms like github and whatever people can start to make improvements upon you know what's been put out there and generally the the thinking is by the having the big breadth of of minds working on this, you can actually get a product that really delivers what the people need and keeps the costs down and there's no
1: there's no sort of locking you into any specific platform. Mm, other examples of open plans, things like Linux or Mozilla, the mm-hmm. browser Mozilla.
0: Yeah, so this is really cool. I mean, what they're trying to do is really just get the, the most popular podcatcher apps outside the big tech ecosystems, allowing users to search and subscribe to podcasts for free with uh, with features that you know that you can run on desktop app and whatever. And then it, you'll be able to access the code, fix bugs, anything that you're not really kind of liking within the system, you're going to have the power to be able to kind of adjust that or even build upon it with your own uh, system if you wanted to do that as well using their code base. So it's kind of interesting to see you know how this podcast platform for the people and of the people might uh, eventuate
1: yes pocket casts if you looking at data is usually three number three or number five in that range of podcasting apps that people use it's always at apple and spotify first and then they're a little bit below that but it's, it is a popular platform it's primarily been android based but it is ios as well but then most of our audience has been via android this is incredible news um i'm gonna give them a go i've pretty Unhappy with the experience I'm getting from the two biggies Apple and Spotify I will keep continuing listening to Spotify because my music's there and I do like to listen to a lot of their content which is exclusive yeah. and stay across that but I might punt the Apple podcast apps for a couple of months see how that goes and give this a go
0: and do a short coding course and you know you can sit down there on the weekends and make any improvements you like definitely not <laughs> Also in the tech space, so Music Match, who is well-known for providing community-powered lyrics for music streaming platforms. So you might have seen them pop up on Spotify, Apple Music. They've been uh, responsible for me realizing that I've got the lyrics to a lot of songs completely wrong, and so it's been great to kind of have this running while I've got the music player playing, and my little daughter thinks I'm some sort of a genius now and know the lyrics to every single song. They are producing a new uh, platform for podcasts, which is providing... AI generated transcription speaking before about the amount of podcasts that are on Spotify there is a shitload of words that they need to transcribe on each of these shows so they're using AI artificial intelligence to help get through the dearth of of words that are out there and be able to put these transcripts together now AI, as good as it is, it's still not a perfect science. So, they do have a bit of a community based uh, way of making sure that what's being said there is is correct. So, they they have this community verifying editing part of it as well, You know, similar to something like Wikipedia or whatever. It takes you so far, but people need to kind of fact check this and, and make sure what's actually there
1: is correct. That's really cool and it's really useful. Any of the commission podcasts we've done, whether it's Spotify for an agency or just for a brand like Movember, we've had to provide transcripts. That's part of the agreement that you have so something like this sounds like a really good solution as opposed to something like trint which we use at the moment but you have to pay obviously just making further steps
0: into accessibility around podcasting i mean it's an audio medium audio doesn't always work for everyone so the ability for people to understand and digest what's happening in that show is is awesome so good on them quick question what was the biggest song lyric that you were surprised by that you had wrong Uh, In Elton John's original song, Tiny Dancer, I never realized it was lay me down on sheets of linen. I don't know what I thought it was. I think I just kind of like blurred across that lyric any time it came out, but yeah. And it's not Tiny Dancer, it's Tiny Dancer. Uh, That's right. So, well, mine's being blown everywhere there. (laughs) A couple of new shows that we're interested in this week, Stocks. I think one that popped up for me, actually, um, which I heard the ad for when I was listening to the ABC Daily was the new show by Veronica Milsom called Threads. So, you might know her from Zero Waste Baby. This was a show that came out, what, a year or two ago?
1: Yeah, check out our interview that we did with her.
0: Yeah, that's right. That was a good one, actually. That was all about the amount of waste that's produced around having a baby is is just incredible. And, and you know, it's, it's something that really needs to be considered in the way that we sort of consume all of these, you know, disposable things that come around having a baby and
1: whatnot. Yeah, a simple way to look at that would just be the nappies. Do you Absolutely. wash or do you have... disposable and then what's the cost to the world
0: that's right and look in Australia which Veronica will go into in threads they dive into Australia's insane consumption of textiles so apparently we're the second biggest in the world which is pretty astonishing so this is definitely one i want to listen to not the biggest fashion person in the world but certainly you know anything where advice on how to be a bit more sustainable in these in these kind of areas i think these are the sort of things where we can all do our little bit and and
1: keen to hear it she's really starting to carve out a niche for herself as a podcaster creating sort of important useful content yeah definitely one i'm about to check out is bedtime stories with adam mckay Adam McKay is a filmmaker and, I guess, executive producer of shows like Secession. Yep. Uh, Used to be business partners with Will Ferrell before they fell out. Uh, Also made things like Winning Time as well. Let's not forget Anchorman. Anchorman, yes. So, he's come up with podcast uh, Bedtime Stories. It's to help you go to sleep. I love a bedtime podcast and... Maybe I've been listening to things I shouldn't be listening to as far as helping me sleep, clean sleep. So I'm going to give this a go. Agreed. I think this is a really interesting idea.
0: So I'm going to give this one a go as well. We'll come back all fully rested and ready to go on the next show.
1: Yeah, no more dragons in my sleep. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Thanks to super producer Mandy. Cool.
0: Okay, well, that's behind the podcast for another week. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram. At behind the podcast, or email us with any questions, thoughts, anything you want to talk about at all, or you want to hear us talk about at btpdm.org.au. Uh, and apologies to anyone who we haven't responded to yet on Instagram. I think we're still getting our head around how to <laughs> dive in between your personal account and your business one. So, look, responses are
1: coming. We promise you that.
0: Just double tap on the logo, mate.
1: Oh, is that all it is? Yeah, it Just- is.